And welcome to Here We Stand. This is Kevin Annett, Eagle Strong Voice. It's December 4th, broadcasting to you live from the former Dominion of Canada, where it's always open season on Indigenous people. When it comes to Native people in Canada, the uh, official motto of the country should be kill, conceal, repeat. We saw that played out recently in a small little town called Melfort, Saskatchewan, in eastern Saskatchewan, on the land of the Cree people, the James Smith Cree Reservation, where another sick drama played out. Uh, There was a big company, actually the worst mining company in the world, called Rio Tinto, discovers $3 billion worth of diamonds under the land of the James Smith Cree Nation. Well, one of the chiefs in the band council, Chief Wally Burns, came out very adamantly against the mining, the strip mining that would destroy a lot of their local land. Wally Burns went public with that, and very soon after that, on September 6th, six of his relatives are found stabbed to death, along with four other people. Now, there's that infamous infamous number 10 again, like we had in the Kamloops abduction of those children. And these six people, his relatives, are all dead, apparently from the act of one lone gunman, or in this case, knife man, a guy called Miles Sanderson, a local drifter who just had the ability somehow to break into all these homes, kill 10 people, and then escape. Well, he was arrested by the Mounties, and just like Lee Harvey Oswald, he conveniently died soon after that. He died while in RCMP custody. And then guess what, boys and girls? What happens next? The chief coroner who's appointed to investigate all these crimes, a guy called Clive Weagle, well, he's the former Saskatoon police chief who himself was implicated in the murder of Native people in the infamous Starlight Tours, where Saskatoon police, like Vancouver police, routinely take Native people out into the country, especially in the middle of winter, dump them off without their shoes and coats and let them freeze to death. Well, the guy who helped oversee that and cover it up, he's now the chief coroner looking into the massacre at the James Smith Cree Reservation. But it doesn't stop there, of course. Everyone was silenced with a $62.5 million bribe handed over by, guess who, the Prime Minister Justin Trudeau himself. He handed over the hush money to the, you know, you spewing the usual crocodile tears, and so did the Governor General of Canada, Mary Simon, and the Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby. All of these people descend on the James Smith Cree Reservation. Now, of course, we know all about Welby. He helped cover up the massacre, too, in the residential schools. And the, the dig we did at the Mushhole, the Brantford Anglican School, he was instrumental in destroying records showing the involvement of members of the, quote, royal family in those deaths. Well, there he is again, out helping to conceal the James Smith Cree massacre. And so the question is, what are three top Crown officials so concerned about this killing for? Well, guess who's one of the biggest investors in Rio Tinto Mining, which now has complete freedom to dig up these mines and desecrate the Cree land? Yes, the Crown of England. Elizabeth Windsor's personal wealth increased 50-fold, not only because of her involvement in uranium mining and that, but specifically Rio Tinto. So there's close ties between that company and China and the British Crown. Surprise, surprise. Well, you can read all of these gory details at the latest posting, December 1st, at our site, murderbydecree.com, under ITCCS updates. Also, republicofkanata.org, under breaking news. And our response, of course, is action, not simply commiserating about the problem, but we can do a lot more than that. And so the theme of today's show, it's a a recent 
another dialogue educational between myself and Owen Lucas of the Republic Alliance. We're talking about lessons of the last year, 2022, and the momentous events that happened during this year, and how we can apply these lessons now to escalate our fight. That's the show today we're going to have. And I want to remind you that this whole thing of the massacre of the James Smith Cree Nation will be the topic of our show next week, December 11th. We have a lot more evidence pouring in because under our jurisdiction of the Republic, we are starting a grand jury investigation into this. We already have people on the ground in eastern Saskatchewan interviewing people, checking for forensic clues, which are rapidly being covered up and destroyed, of course, by the Mounties, the church, the state, big money. And when we say the ongoing genocide is happening. This is what we're talking about, that three-headed beast of church, state, and big money is still at it, as the recent massacre testifies. So we're going to talk about that next week on the show. And if you want to volunteer for the grand jury and the common law court that we hope to establish in January to investigate this latest crime, write to us at Republic National Council at ProtonMail.com. And like I say, MurderByDecree.com under ITCCS updates. It's more of that information. And um, uh, final note, the um, part of that show next week is we're going to be having uh, more evidence showing how this pattern of using former police chiefs who have blood on their hands as chief coroners, the same thing happened in Vancouver with Larry Campbell, former mayor and coroner and cop who covered up the Peaky Palace massacres of Indigenous women and then got appointed into the Canadian Senate as his reward. So it's a whole pattern in this genocide they call Canada, and we're going to get into more details of that next week. So today on the show, myself and Owen Lucas will be talking about all of the methods we use to not only learn about these problems, but shut them down as we are facing the same tyranny and genocide all over the planet. So that's the show for today. Learn, apply it, stay strong, stay clear. We're back next week with more. I thank you. You summarize uh, 2022. Astounding things happened. And it's unfortunate with our information overloaded culture that people tend to forget things almost as soon as they happen. It kind of reminds me of like when you're in court and you've got, and I've been in this situation, you've got your adversary backed against the wall. So their lawyer floods the court with all sorts, they call it a paper trail. They just flood the court with all this information and, and bogus evidence to hide the germ of truth that you uncovered. That's what happens in our culture right away. Something really important goes on, but then you see 20 other things purportedly on the same issue, but it's just smoke and mirrors to distract. And to give you a summary, January 15th, 2022, right at the start of the year, there had been a, a third common law court convened of medical genocide, big pharma. And for four months in Canada, they went around gathering evidence. They convicted, um, if you remember, all the big pharma companies, their CEOs like Alfred Borla, Emma Wamsley of GSK in England, Elizabeth Windsor, the Pope, because they had been giving authorization to use children in these drug testing experiments. So on the basis of that, these not only arrest warrants, but even more significant, the reclamation orders were given so that not the property and assets of these corporations who are behind COVID, the COVID dictatorship, their property, their assets, their wealth of the crown. It was a reiteration in a way of the previous common law court cases, but it gave people these warrants 
which they then began to act on. And in places all over the world, people began using those warrants to shut down the COVID distribution. And we know it had an impact, uh, definitely. But of course, governments never make it seem that, you know, we're affecting change. They always make it look like they're doing it for the kindness of their hearts. But on the basis of that, there was all this pressure building. And we saw that all over the world. We, we started up the Republic Alliance because there were all these common law republics forming in response to that. People realized, look, we have a weapon now we can use. And they began to act on it. So on the basis of that, if you remember in the summer, Bergoglio, Pope Francis, comes to Canada. And he has a special meeting with the Chinese. They sign a deal where he's going to, the Vatican Bank's going to underwrite the whole Chinese takeover of North America and the economy and the resources. And in the same visit, he admits to genocide, right? And this incredible explosion starts in the Catholic Church because once you admit to genocide, legally, you not only be tried, but your, your assets and everything are forfeited as part of a transnational criminal body. So Native people began acting on that, too, and they began seizing churches and everything. Um, and this is like building like a crest. And uh, it, it's important to hold those things up because we've learned a lot of lessons in the course of doing these campaigns. But you're beginning to see a culmination, as we've talked about in, in previous interviews, right? You said building like a crest. Can you, can you expand a little on that? Well, you know, it's it's a matter of kind of like the hundredth monkey thing where people reach a certain level of consciousness and, and willing to act. And you see it break out all over. Like, for example, during 2022, you saw this, uh, the truckers convoy across Canada, right? And, you know, the, when you look into this, and I was on the ground talking to a lot of people, it was, you know, an incredible outburst from the grassroots. There were people, to give an example, these truckers would show up in a community and they were pretty much you know, self-mobilized. It wasn't a group doing it. It was just the people reached a critical mass and said, screw these COVID measures because truckers were, were stopped from going across the border. They had to greet all these checks. Like the police, they're heavily targeted to take the shot on all of this stuff, right? So these truckers began spontaneously going into communities. I saw people, regardless of their politics or who they were, they would come outdoors, they would start feeding these guys, handing them money, there was this incredible, it was like watching a revolution. There were like people activated for the first time. They weren't talking. It was this, it's like in any revolution. We talked about the Russian revolution where the revolutionaries were left behind because all the masses were forming these Soviets and, and these things spontaneously. We were seeing that all over Canada. So in response, the Chinese especially began to really freak. And we know this from, you know, stuff that's been coming up since then. And they, they laid down the law to Canada. Look, you've got to come down on these people. And sure enough, um, you know, they didn't want the whole climate uh, upset for their investments and their takeover. Right? So all these criminal charges started to get laid for no reason against the, these trucker convoy leaders. Some of them are still in prison. And, uh, you know, Trudeau's acting more and more like this besieged monarch. And uh, we find on the ground with our common law republic, again, it's like when the COVID measures started in 2020, it's spiking the interest and people are, are learning that, you know, you don't form big assemblies right away. You form cell groups, you take direct action, you strike where like a guerrilla movement, like we've talked about on our interviews, strike where they don't expect, strike from the shadows, you know, and, and we have that advantage. So you see a building and it's touched off similar movements in a lot of countries. That's why we formed the Alliance, right? Besieged monarch, you call Trudeau, and I, and I don't think he's the only one. I, I think that one of the things of 2022 is that there's there's been a a role reversal. You know, the uh, 
the the pre- the predator has become the target, if you like. There's there's been a switch for me, a sea change in yeah. in who's chasing who, and and like you say, that that retreat action seems more and more pronounced. And you see things. You mentioned the truckers, and I think I'm right in saying that. The, the banks and, and finance is now becoming a, a weapon for them. They're, they're trying to stem the, the tide of uh, the advance of, of we the people's advance by, by um, underpicking their uh, everyday lives. You know, so it's, my, my, everything gets filtered through money, I think was very much a, a theme in our, in our last discussion. And so mm-hmm. we're seeing now the mask is slipping. We're, we're seeing the true nature of, of the enemy, know your enemy. And, and we're seeing that, you know, such things as, as bank accounts can be a, a weapon in this, in this global scrap that's happening. So, so, you know, the, the world economic forum is, is very much uh, a target. And, you know, all these governments around the world, these, these health institutions, et cetera, et cetera, people are looking at these now with, with fresh eyes and, and with, with a much wiser, uh, aware perception of, of what perhaps is going on. And, and this, this is a very, very healthy thing for me. Well, and even more significant is the fact that they're not even, they're not only looking at it with fresh eyes, they're not even looking at them anymore because they realize our focus has to shift away from them onto us and what we're, we're going to create now. And uh, I had an example of that just this week. One of our people in the Chilcotin uh, nation, the sovereign nation of the natives in central British Columbia, uh, who were allied with us by treaty. They said, well, we went into, there was a group of them I was talking to. They said, well, we said enough's enough. We went into Quenelle, which is a a town in in north central British Columbia. And they said, we told the priest to get out. We took over the church. The people were dumbstruck. We said, well, you guys can stay, but it's a community center now. Uh, And they're, they're operating. That's where they do their meetings. They seized the Catholic church. Mounties didn't do anything. They couldn't. They knew they're on. The, uh, they have no legal basis to oppose the native takeover of this, based on our warrants. You know, they just cited their traditional land law jurisdiction and and our warrants, and of the of the International Common Law Court and our republic, and uh, boom, they're gone. They've taken over the church. So in microcosm, that's the thing that they can't. The adversary can't control when people take those immediate direct actions. And like we talked about, you know, what you learn in one day of doing that is better than years of, of study, right, and, and talk. It says it teaches everyone the nature of the beast, like Sun Tzu says, you know, you don't know your enemy until you fight them. you got to have contact with them to see their real nature, right? And we see they're like a paper tiger, you know. And, and one, of, one of the natures, one of, you know, know your enemy, one of, one of the characteristics that seems very, very prevalent, and increasingly so as, as they turn tail and, and – get on the retreat, is that they, they drop off, you're alluding to it at the start, but I, I 100% agree, that they, they drop off these sort of confusion, uh, cul-de-sacs, red herrings, dead-end avenues for people to, to follow, to give them by, by themselves some time to escape. So, so you see that, uh, you know, this, this World Cup at the moment, the Soccer World Cup, where everyone's invited to think about Qatar to be a really bad country. Look over there, look over there at Qatar. Don't look at your own health industry. You know, there was a really interesting quote, really interesting new documentary out at the moment called uh, Died Suddenly. And, and one of the quotes there was was a, a guy speaking with regards to the USA military. And and his quote was, they've weaponized uh, the, the health care systems. You know, really interesting thing that, and, and they, they were looking at the, the numbers of military personnel that have been uh, taken out. You know, casualties of war, 
that have been taken out through these injections and and the uh, the symptoms uh, following on, including a lot of deaths. Right. So so as as they um, send out the the decoy flares, I, I always think of it as you know at the back of the jet, uh, the dogfight with the jets. They they shoot the flares out to send the missiles in the wrong direction, and we're seeing this all over the place. You know, they, they want us to believe in the in the COVID virus. That that gives them a little time while we're confused about, you know, the, the, the medical details. But the, the, the heat-seeking missile of we the people seems seems to be uh increasingly, you know, like I say, aware, you know, wise to the, the potential for divide and conquer, uh decoy um narratives and controlling the narrative. 2022 is about right. The, the narrative shifting, right? We're we're not interested in the bullshit narrative any longer. We're interested in the truth, right? Right now, our Achilles' heel is our lack of organization. And when people say organization, they think immediately centralized, you know, a bunch of leaders, a big massive party or movement, and then we take over. No, that's the Napoleonic way of thinking. We think rather like art of war, and that is um, organization begins where you are but it has to be consistent and deliberate and conscious. And that's what's lacking because people aren't used to doing that. They look for the short-term solution all the time. And, you know, people say, oh, you mean I've got to pay dues and come to meetings and and become a sheriff and make arrests? Like, I don't want to do that, man. Like, you do it for me. I mean, that's very much still the attitude in a lot of people. Now, you probably have that right to the moment that things fall apart and we take over, right? But, you know, it's always a conscious minority that are the, the leadership. but you got to be very creative when you're a leader because you're in a relationship like my friend Colia Clark, who just died. She was a black civil rights leader in America. She said, when we went into the community, we weren't the organizers. We were the catalysts. The people became the organizers. They organized themselves. We had to take the blows. You know, they were afraid. So we got beaten up and thrown in jail. We were the catalysts. We showed we didn't back down. That inspired many other people. And once those others are inspired and they began to organize themselves, they had to, they buckled just like the churches and government did over genocide, right? So it's it, it's organizing and training that leadership element that's our missing wheel right now. And that's what we're really focusing on. Um, you know, we deliberately uh, had the court case on January 15th because that's the, this January 15th is the eighth anniversary of the founding of the Republic of Canada. We said, look, you'll always need the alternative. You can't just protest. You can't just be aware. It'll it'll blow away like steam if you don't have the alternative, and that's what we continually try to organize, right? And another uh, facet of of twenty twenty two that seems is 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 that uh, very pronounced, protracted uh, narrative shift that they've attempted away from uh, the medical uh, pandemic bullshit over to. Uh, Ukraine and 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 the war. So right. they've switched the bogeyman, if you like, from uh, this little abstract virus situation to um, Russia. Right. Putin. <laughs> Putin. Russia's been the bogeyman for centuries. You know, like the British fought them in the Crimea, and you know the Russian Revolution freaked everyone out. But, you know, it Russia's an easy enemy, right? Right. Um, but they've got so, that. Look, right? It's it's that Asian. Yeah block that's that's been right. pitched against the western hemisphere right it's it, it right. that for me seems really pronounced 2022 yeah and, that, and that's a, again a sign like people 
when people get into the like politics, like true politics, um, which is from that Greek word polis, the city, it means citizens participating in their own life, right? Um, not the sordid implications it has today, but I mean, once people get involved in true politics and they start governing themselves, they they realize that um, they they shouldn't uh, avoid conflict or suffering because we all tend to do that automatically, right? We're still in that infantile stage. Well, I just want to protect myself and then I'll be fine, right? Um, but the the thing is, suffering helps build us. It helps change us as individuals to get stronger. And as a group, we want to create situations where we do have repression coming down. You know, that Sun Tzu says, always place your soldiers in a situation where they can't escape. Then they fight that much harder. We want those situations. So we seek them out and we try to provoke them. And that's the difference between reacting and being in a defensive victim stance and attacking and controlling, like Sun Tzu says, you establish the terrain a battle and you'll win no matter how small you are. And that always is borne out, right? I was listening to something just, just a couple of, couple of days ago about pain being relative. So, so you, you mentioned suffering. And, and uh, a couple of minutes ago, you, you were talking about how people don't want to raise their heads above the, above the paraffin. They want someone else to do it. They don't want to be that one, you know, standing out there, you know, that kid's game splat the rat, you know, the one that gets... And, and so there's there's a fear aspect because it's wanting to avoid suffering because suffering obviously is the connection with pain. But th- this podcast I was listening to was talking about dentistry and that you can hypnotize somebody so that dentistry doesn't hurt and and, and you can shift away the, the sort of conscious uh, the conscious um, location, if you want, of pain. And so the the assumption is is if I if I don't Stay on the hamster wheel, you know, go for the money. What was your phrase? Um, be a prisoner in someone else's mind, right? Prisoner in someone else's head, uh, brain. Yeah. And, and if you don't do that, then it'll immediately lead to pain. But but what people are finding now is that they are looking at, uh, you know, alternative is, is a bit of a cliche these days, but that, that there are other ways of existing without, you know, prostrating yourself now towing to the um, the perceived authority, you know, trying to just live your life in, uh, in through the filter of, of economics and money, and, and that there are more sort of creative and more interesting ways of existing yeah. outside of the system. You know, well, you're learning that. You see, you're you see learning that the, every day there. You see with the executives, right? The big city slickers, they get two weeks, three weeks holiday a year, and what do they do? They they go straight to what they call glamping. They, they they get out in the countryside and they 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 get into the woods and they try and you know connect with with nature is a phrase you hear a lot. It's, it's well, here's the here's the thing about pain. Like, let's start at the first point you made. Um, Novocaine taking away pain. Uh, once you're drugged like that, anything can happen to you and you don't realize it. Pain is our defense mechanism. Pain is very important in nature because it, it's a warning signal, just like fear. You know, we always think fear and pain are bad things. No, fear alerts us. Pain alerts us to what's going on around us. We're very clear. People who suffer, like classic example, a lot of the street people I work with, they get the crap beaten out of them every day, but they're very aware of what's going on in the world, right? And uh, the guy living in the suburb, you know, constantly avoiding that anything can be done to him because he doesn't know what's going on. He's drugged. So that first stage of pain, people automatically try to avoid it, but it's a doorway into awareness, 
and to getting out of the slave system. So, like I say, we we have to develop that and not run from it, which is the reaction they want. They want people to run from pain and suffering because then they control them with their Novocaine, right? No, no, you're in me. One of the biggest weapons uh, against us is um, anesthetizing. No, that's the verb. How do you, how do you yeah. what's the word? No, that's the word, anesthetizing. Anesthetic, right? So anesthetic. whether it's golf or alcohol or, you know. Yep. The internet. Netflix, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. It's, it's anesthetic, right? Uh, avoid pain, find yourself a comfort zone and become docile, right? Become sleepy, go, right. go back to sleep, right? Right. Well, I mean, that's specifically why television was created, uh, because as we all know by now, the, the the energy put out by television puts the brain in an alpha wave state, which is semi-conscious right when you're about to fall asleep. Open It opens the mind to subliminal suggestion. And it's interesting, at the height of the MKUltra experiments in the early to mid-50s, the CIA um, the number of televisions owned by Americans went from one in a hundred to one in two. Everybody suddenly had a television. Well, what you notice is that, and and it was done for military purposes in the second world war, they found that only one in 10 American soldiers would point their rifle at an enemy and pull it to kill them. Most people couldn't kill another human being, even in the middle of battle, they tended to shoot wide or they would, shoot from a distance, but once he saw a human being, most people couldn't kill them, even though, even when they're trained as soldiers. That was one in 10 would do that. By the time they had no more, it was more than 50% who were willing to do that, who could just go bang and shoot an enemy in their face. And that was directly because of the effect of television and the massive uh, numbing down because of all the images of violence and, and subliminal messages and you know all of that was deliberately to create the perfect two things, the perfect soldier ant and the worker ant who would obey and just go to work and produce. And that's what they want, a cattle population. And so television started it, but the iPad perfected it. Now everybody is linked into one global mind. And we're seeing a transformation of people in in, in that we're actually a physical and, and energetic extension of, of this machine. And so, you know, that when we say people don't own their minds anymore, I'm speaking literally, uh, they're plugged into a, you know, a massive machine mind. And, uh, you know, I, I found that like you're working with people, suddenly they'll all drop away and you'll never hear from them again. That never happened in my life before. And, you know, 50 years of activism, it's never happened except in the last five to 10 years. People are turned off and on like a light switch now, right? And, and another characteristic for me for 2022 is is um, the the ridicule of conspiracy theorists is is much less. In fact, quite the opposite. I think people having a second thought about what they were writing off as you know crazy conspiracy theories are, are now being treated much more um, with with respect, if you like, or, or certainly with with uh, second um, uh, a second. Well, don't forget interest. Yeah, don't forget it, it's their term. We're using their language. Conspiracy is a is a term under the law, you know, uh, three or more people gathering together to commit a criminal act. What's wrong with the word conspiracy? So it's signed to belittle things, then belittle and say, oh, there is no conspiracy. Of course there is. It's an arrangement. It's constant conspiracy by criminal elements calling themselves rulers, right? 
all, all those all those things that seem so fantastical and outrageous and ridiculous uh, a few years back are, are now you know clearly evident to see cashless society um the uh, the, the assault on, on on childhood you know it's, it's, it's totally clear just just through the through the education system right education system and commerce of course because it's a conformity program and and so the, the all, all these um you know the mask slips is is a phrase you hear we can we can see the uh the sea monster servicing or it's the the elephants in the room and the doors closed behind them you know we we're we're uh, visually face to face with uh this um this the beast the hegemonicon uh, that you know you you could easily avoid maybe even only 12 months ago but well, but perhaps since the covid situation it's it's become you know very evident or increasingly evident that there's inverted commas something else going on right and and, right, so and we don't want to avoid it the massive that's the we yeah we don't want to avoid it i mean um you know, slave thinking gets us to avoid it. When you own yourself, uh, you don't avoid conflict or, or risk. You take it on. You challenge it. You overcome it. And um, but that's really we're in a race, and there's a good chance we're going to lose it because the technology and the centralization is operating at a much quicker rate than the the ability of people to go from a wor- personal awareness into a revolutionary opposition and creating that alternative. And it's outpacing us all the time. So that's the main concern that that the subjective element is is missing, and we have to work overtime to make sure that that doesn't happen. Right. Well, the whole point of transhumanism, you know, Elon Musk and uh, the the Neuralink and connecting up the the smart grid or the kill grid with with the uh, the organic uh, bio software that's being inserted. Essentially, there's all this high tech stuff that's clearly going on. Uh, graphene oxide in these injections, etc., cetera, et cetera, is is especially to prevent or, or to control the uh, the anesthetic, the, the the dumbing down, the the sending back to right. sleep. Of, of humanity because they're retreating because they're, they're on the run. They're on the back foot. They're, they're shitting their pants to use the expression uh, of this mass, this seven, 8 billion population of we, the people uh, turning and all around, pulling down the, the tyranny. It's coming. Right. I noticed that that guy was in the, uh, Musk was in the news again, like he likes to be, but he just laid off 11,000 people. And, you know, in one of his plants, and there's a big lawsuit about it, and he's facing a lot of flack. Well, the real question is, why did the 11,000 agree to be fired? Uh, how does one man get to determine the livelihood of 11,000 people? You know, these fundamental questions are going to be asked. We need economic democracy before political democracy. You know, people have to control their fate. And uh, when people start realizing there's there's no right of an individual to have that kind of power economically. Then the light bulb starts going on and people say, well, screw you. <laughs> We're not going anywhere. Let's fire you, Musk. We'll save a lot more money if you fire the multi-billionaires and take their wealth than, you know, anything else, right? And, and it all boils down to law, right? You, you know, once, once, once you become aware, I, I think back to 2015 for myself, once you become aware that there is no justice and, and that the the corporations completely control the, the the justice system. You know, they say um, 
justice is very expensive and you sort of laugh that off if you're not involved in anything with, with, with regards to law in when you're not involved in law but but when you are involved in law and you know like you and I we, we've we've had our children robbed from us or um they, they, uh, it's quite it's enough then 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 it becomes uh, quite a cold shower and, and it's, it's a frightening thing to think that you know what what you've believed in uh, for, as an identity aspect of your, your essence uh, from from early childhood that you live in a fair and just society but in fact there isn't even a, a, a base level a safety net of, of justice to rely on and then you, you find out that you know there's there's indemnity for these corporations so they can you know march around the world trafficking children and and murdering children and uh, injecting people with all sorts of whatever then there becomes that urgency you know you you, you said it just a, a couple of minutes ago that 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 emotional surge is engaging is is motivating you know when when you when you're comfortable you're docile but but people are are becoming engaged and and it's it, it all boils down to law for me you know this is why common law is, is such an important thing this is why the, the uh, the Republican Kanata is, is a fabulous idea, and why, why common law is the way forward. Do no harm, you know, um, create that jurisdiction through a common law assembly, and then build the courts, and then build the juries, and then build a verdict. And then what happens well, is that it sends the reverberation, the the uh, um, yeah. centrifugal force out into journalism and uh, and the, the legal fraternity and the politicians and the cops. And the the doctors, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, that that we the people are coming. You know that we got teeth and we're on right. the march and we're on the move. And this is this is really exciting. Twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four. I think I think stuff's gonna gonna really kick in. I'm excited. Yeah, I think you know I, there is it, objectively, regardless of the plans of all the so called rulers and the multi billionaires who run things, it's reached a breaking point objectively that they can't control. I mean that's the thing you find like when I first took on the churches decades ago, you find with them, they think they're God and they'll never be touched. Well, we need them to think like that because that's how every ruler thinks just before they're about to fall because they can't see what's going on around them. There's this objective powered work that none of them can control. And their system is spiraling out of control, regardless of what they do or regardless of how much we're controlled, it's going to fall anyway. The question is, what are, is there going to be anything left after? Well, there will be if we build it up now. That's why all of our energy has to be on that. And one of the things I do in my spare time, I read this Black's Law Dictionary. And uh, it's really interesting. It's a compendium, really, of common law. But it's written uh, from a statified point of view. It's all from the point of view of government. For example, it describes courts as governmental bodies, right, which is ridiculous. Uh, it says that corporations are people, right? It says that under the law now, a corporation is the same as a, as a human being. And they define common law as uh, law that comes from judicial decisions rather than statute or a constitution, which, and it isn't, there. in other words, it's saying common law is in the hands of a judge. It isn't, it's, it comes from we the people. They, they've kind of escalated that whole notion that the law is the people, that it comes from our customs, you know, the will of the people operates in, in legal as well as political and spiritual realms, right? But then apply it, like you said, apply it in our own, according to our own agenda. That Black Law Dictionary and, and everything is written from a, a, an elite state point of view, but it's important to take that knowledge and apply it, like you were saying, in our direction, according to our agenda, which is you use the law to arm the people to take back their lives and to govern themselves. And you view everything through that lens rather than the lens they're always trying to shove in our face, right? Yeah, 
and, and again, know your enemy. Their the characteristic is always to to funnel everything into one corruptible individual. So so remove the juries, uh, remove the uh, the unions, uh, the Soviets, the uh, the rep- any, any sort of assembly body that that creates a uh, a power base of, a base of we the people. And, and when, when when you get to these uh, these law courts, you know, in secret, it, it's classic uh, totalitarian characteristics. You know, you can you can list them down, right? And secret courts and zero jury yeah. tells you everything. And, and when people are looking, then hang on a minute. You know, yeah. so many people in my community have have had uh, died suddenly. You know, myocarditis. The uh, and, and, and nobody's nobody's uh, accountable for it. It, it it's just uh, it. You, you remember the cartoons where the the characters tiptoeing around because there's mouse traps everywhere. It, it feels to me like uh, it's it's a tinderbox, right? And and something's going to start the chain reaction. That's just going to fire it all off globally, all over the world. It's 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 uh, it's you know sitting there waiting for for the the fuse to light, right? Somebody said once that a revolution is that moment in history when it's like two turning wheels and there's a, a hole in each wheel and you've got to find the moment in which both holes are there so you can pass through to another society. One wheel is the ability to the system to operate. The other is the consciousness and organization of the people. So revolutions happen when the old system falls apart and when the rising new system is in place enough so that the people can say, okay, boom something new but those wheels are totally random and they operate in their own we, timing it's like in the art of war everything is about timing or napoleon every battle has a favorable moment and the great art is to seize it seize that favorable moment but you've got to be prepared beforehand and that's the problem people aren't prepared enough now and so like i said earlier organization and consistency and and determination and will those are key elements key qualities everyone needs right now right and, and do, do you have um, uh, do you have your, your finger on the pulse with the USA? I always feel like it's it's the the, the central hub of of what's going on globally revolves around USA. The, the, the USA pioneers with with the the Constitution and, and the liberty aspect, and when the USA wakes up, it's going to uh, reverberate. Well, that's why they're keeping uh, uh, China and um, its corporate allies. Big Pharma and the others, you know, in the corporatocracy, they're doing their damnedest to make sure Americans tear each other apart in the Republican Democratic, you know, conflict. It's you know, I don't know if you noticed, but in the uh, in the midterm elections, it was arranged so that the Democrats have exactly one seat advantage in the Senate, and us, the Republicans did a lot worse than they figured they were going to do, and they've only got a few seats majority in the Congress. So that creates a continued civil war environment, um, right? You've got to keep the, the Americans at each other's throat because then, in the, like you say, over here in the background, China gobbles it all up and keep them distracted in the Ukraine with Russia. Russia's playing China's game either deliberately or, or unconsciously, but, you know, keep your enemies divided until the point, like Hitler did almost. Hitler almost won in World War II. He kept the allies, you know, and everyone divided um, for a long time. Their whole aim is to keep America out of the war, which almost happened. Um, but, I mean, the point is is that uh, you're seeing that divide and conquer playing out in America. And, unfortunately, a lot of the common law activists in America, they're all in the Trump camp. They think that this multi-billionaire represents some kind of alternative. I say, show me the evidence where he would 
first of all, thinking one guy is going to save you is religious thinking and has nothing to do with owning your own mind. But secondly, like what evidence is there that he's not part of the corporatocracy either? It's absurd. But, um, you know, so that's a really bad situation. I don't see a lot of Americans who are who have moved outside that. And that's a big problem, right? Sure. Yeah, no, the, 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 the Trump character is, is crucial, I think. You know, the, 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 he's, he's uh, essential to the, um, the maintenance of, of the, the current system, right? The, the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're all, they're, all, you know, they're all the hand puppets. But, I mean, the question is uh, what stands behind it, getting people to start looking at who's pulling the strings of all these political parties, right? So with, with Trump, you've, you've got one of these major chess pieces that they, they need to, uh, to maintain, to hang on to. And so with, with Trump, you've got that sort of patriotic uh, American um, revolutionary freedom fighter mm-hmm. that, that won't give up their Second Amendment uh, and that are, are, are strong uh, liberty-based uh, perception consciousness that that needs to be somehow, uh, if not subdued, then then controlled, perhaps led off a cliff, right? So so you instill your 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 man, your guy, to to pull them all together, and then send them off a cliff like a lemming, right? Well, yeah, generally, but you see, that's not even what he's saying anymore. He's doing what Reagan uh, tried to do in the eighties with the new Cold War. He's trying to take America back to something that can never happen again. He's saying make America great again means we're going to be the number one power in the world. Well, they've got 15% of the gross domestic product. Uh, Their economy is pretty much owned by foreigners. A third of their debts owned by China. There's no way they can go back to the 50s where they owned over half the world's GDP. And they were the primary military. No, it's fantasy to that ignorant element among America, that populist element that says being great means having the biggest stick on the block, you know, and, uh, you know, it's like uh, absurd, but it, it never makes any sense. Uh, it, it The reality is that's designed to smokescreen the fact that he's uh, kind of an element that the corporatocracy doesn't um, need anymore. And in fact, that's why he's being forced out. Uh, he's in fact, trailing a guy called Ron DeSantis, who's the Florida governor, who's probably going to get the nomination for the Republicans for president. Uh, Trump won't run in 2024. Neither will Biden. They're too old. Um, So Trump is being forced out. And DeSantis is even more dangerous because he's smarter than Trump. And uh, he knows how to manipulate people better. So uh, the point is, they both represent that element uh, of the corporatocracy that needs Americans stupid and divided. Uh, as they take over. So, I mean, that's the thing to keep in mind. Democrats and Republicans are both funded by China. Um, they've almost admitted to that on occasion. And, um, you know, what do you think they're fighting Russia? <laughs> and not China. It, it, it seems like uh, the, the USA is, is very aware of the phrase you hear is the deep state, right? And, and so you've you got the Reds versus Blues, the Republicans versus Democrats. But it seems like more and more regular everyday public in the USA are talking about, as I say, the phrase, the deep state. And so that, that again, you know, is, is a sign for me that they're, they're losing the, the narrative, right? They want to control the narrative, keep, keep it light and, uh, you know, superficial with, with red versus blue Republicans versus uh, Democrats. But, but everybody's looking a little deeper, right? They're looking behind the, the sofa. 
Okay, but even the term deep state, what does it mean? It's kind of a meaningless term. They're trying to make it seem like there's this parallel state. No, there, there's a corporatocracy. There is no state anymore. There is no government anymore. Right? The, the, there's yeah. a glass ceiling and, and there's overtones and there's other forces and the wings of the theater, whatever metaphor you want to say, that, that, that are you know, uh, power brokers, power players in, in the big picture. And, and that if you, you know, it's an American phrase, uh, it doesn't matter who you vote for, the government always get in. So it's, it's irrelevant, right? Elections are relevant. Well, that's kind of a long tradition in America that, that uh, they just don't trust government. And uh, but the point is, that's fine not to trust government. But what what are you going to create as the alternative? Because the only like John Adams said when they signed the Constitution, a republic only survives if the people are are aware and virtuous. So in other words, virtuous means you're not just worried about yourself; you're taking responsibility for your community and and the nation. You 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 uh, you have to govern yourself by taking responsibility, and that's what we that ability is atrophied in people because they live in a you know there's that book really urged people to read it's called Democracy in America by Alex de Tocqueville he was a French aristocrat who came to America in the 1830s and it's an amazing insight into the American psyche as an outsider looking at it you know from a monarchical European perspective he said America is prone to tyranny because everyone is so concerned about their own life and their own farm and their own, you know, well-being that they leave public affairs in the hands of a few. And so like a Trump, right? They're all looking to the leader to save them. So you've got that weird uh, uh, dichotomy in Americans. They all talk about liberty, but they feed into tyranny all the time because they're not concerned about the, body, the, the, the civitas, the body politic, the public responsibility they own. You hear about rights, but never responsibility to one another and to, you know, to the republic, true republic, right? So that's the problem. But that that is all dependent on the the belief in and the trust in the system. Okay, that that there is that uh, democratic process whereby you know up from the county to the state or however it works all the way up yeah. to the senate and, and the white house that that there's a, a, a system and a process that that can be trusted in and and operates in a in a just and fair way. But everybody, or I don't say everybody, it seems like there's more and more in, exponentially increasingly pe- uh, people are becoming aware of, of the sabotage operation. It's very interesting for me that in the Constitution it, it says um, enemies domestic and uh, foreign, right, With, within and without of America. And, and that's, you know, the, the writers of the Constitution saying, you know, watch out because they'll, they'll infiltrate it as, as a priority, just as much as try and take us down externally. So, so that, that, that's, that's built in, right? When, when, when they're in the schools and uh, the great schools or whatever you call it, and, and they're, they're thinking about the constitution, we, we've got to be careful of enemies, foreign and domestic. Well, what is it? What is a domestic enemy? Is it someone you disagree with politically? Is it someone who's, you know, the definition of treason, in a constitution is not an idea. You're not treasonable when you talk. You can say, I want to kill the president. That's not a treason. You have to act. You have to, you have to act to overthrow the government. Now, of course, what's wrong with overthrowing the government? You've got the, the declaration of independence says that people have the right to do that. The right to replace the, the government, you know, by any means, if it, if it's tyrannical, that's, right in the Declaration of Independence, but the Constitution doesn't allow it. So there's always this tension between the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, which solidifies the state power. 
And uh, if people allow tyranny to reign, it's nobody's fault but their own, right? That system of, of direct democracy does exist in America. There's a long tradition of it. But people forget about it, and they look to these political leaders as if they're going to save them like a king or a pope or something. It's absurd. But that's dropping away, I would suggest. They're no longer looking at those uh, things. You know, what was your phrase about Trudeau at the beginning? I, I, I like that one. Uh, a, besieged, oh, a, besieged, oh. a besieged monarch. Okay, but don't forget that the ones we see are a minority. The majority of people still do look to those kingly figures all the time. You see it all the time. I, I talk to neighbors when I'm down in the States visiting my dad in Florida. It's everywhere. You know, he's going to save us. You're, you know, particular leader, they're going to save us. And 80 to 90% of people will probably always be there. But, you know, you know, maybe they'll change. That's not really in, in, our, in, in our hands to determine. What we can do is organize the conscious minority because they're the ones who can force a change. That's History bears that out all the time, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and it would seem to me that, that Europe and the USA are two big targets, but they're, they're holding up, they're, they're, they're testing the water a little bit with, with Australia, specifically, especially Australia. For yeah. me. And, and you look at these uh, excess mortality rates in Australia, uh, you know, miscarriages, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's all, you know, absolutely spiking, skyrocketing in Australia. It's, it's, a, it's really is, uh, what do you say, the petri dish of, of the experiment going on, going on down under in Australia, perhaps Canada too, over to you. Well, Canada and Australia are very, we talked about this before, Australia geopolitically is right in the Chinese sphere and they need it. Canada they need for the resources and as a backdoor into America. Um, so yeah, they're, we're heavily, Canada and Australia are heavily targeted, as is North America. But uh, you might have noticed in the news, there's a huge spike in infant deaths in America. Okay. Children are born with bronchial problems. Well, obviously as a result of the, the, the shots. And, and even if it isn't deliberate, the system, the human uh, immunological system crashes if they get too many vaccines in, in their system. Um, you know, so an overdrug population is going to die at a higher rate, right? And that's just that's just biochemistry, you know. Yeah. And, and this um, this this medical situation, this this uh, pandemic uh, narrative. Is is collapsing in in front of everybody's eyes. It, it feels like you know the 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 house arrest of two years ago. Interesting here in Ireland, there, there was police checkpoints every five kilometers. You couldn't go away from your home without without the cops uh, stopping you and you know, yeah. uh, accosting you, t- telling you to go home, staying. Inside. It's it's all dropped away, right? It's all dropped away, and so we've got this. Right. What, what I'm beginning to refer to as, as the second wave, you know, Trump in politics, well, in the, in, in the medical fraternity, we got these, um, um, these sentinels or these characters, these uh, agents attempting to hold on to, uh, the COVID narrative when it's, it's crumbling away. And, and they're, they're again, we spoke about it earlier on, but they're, they're trying to buy some time so that they can make good their, their escape. While these uh, faux experts are, are trying to hold the hold the line, hold the second front. Okay, but again, it's it's they language of they. I mean, like it's it's about the system crumbling, and they have very little control over it. You know, their systems on autopilot. They've got the usual short term perspective of a, of a capitalist, and that is for interim profits. 
they don't have a long-term plan. That's why China has the lead because they think in terms of generations, uh, centralized state planning that it, it, it's, you know, more, uh, adaptable system than so-called free enterprise capitalism, which has pretty much disappeared. So, I mean, you don't have to worry about they because they don't really know what they're doing. They have to create the appearance all the time that they do and that they're in charge and they're infallible, but they don't. And that's why it behooves all of us to create that alternative and stop worrying about, quote, them. Hundred percent agree. It 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 it's, uh, it doesn't help to to create that that division of they and they and us. However, people collectively still still want you know still hope that these political systems are uh, you know in, in theory at least are beneficial and and uh, have some some merit in them, and that you know with the right individuals they can work for one of one of a better phrase and and that if if you can send the the right delegates or whatever the name the label is uh, up up the channels then you know good leaders can arrive is is that an, an impossibility well we don't want it anyway because that's that's how we've been raised to think trust in the parental figure right um there has to the real change that happens is within us in the course of a struggle when people acquire their own mind again and they say, well, I don't need these people. We can govern ourselves. And not just as an atom somewhere, but as a new grassroots based system where people are in charge directly of their lives, economically in every way. Right. But you can't have that above a certain size. You know, uh, when it gets to a certain level, hierarchy is necessary. And then people uh, surrender responsibility to a few. So you got to keep it small scale, decentralized, but active, like how did the mammals survive the, the big meteor that killed the dinosaurs? Underground. So, so Our ancestors survived underground, like we need to do, right? Uh, say once again. Oh, just how did mammals, how did our ancestors 60 million years ago survive? It wasn't by fighting the dinosaurs. It was by burrowing in the detritus of the wiped out uh, planet and surviving underground until they could rise up and <laughs> assume domination of the of the whole planet and i mean mammals right and we by analogy that's exactly what we need to do um create those off the radar networks by which we're going to replace it or maybe not maybe we won't, we won't reach that point and survive who knows but at least you got to try because what's the alternative right there is no alternative right so to close we're coming up to the hour so hypothetically okay. speaking right there's there's uh there's a group of people in north america your your neck of the woods and they get together, they create a common law assembly, they uh, detach very healthily, they, they stop paying taxes, they're responsible for their own uh, well-being, sustenance, existence, prosperity, abundance. And it's all working quite nicely. But as you've alluded to uh, many times over these last few discussions, that there's a, an arrival from across the Pacific of, a, of an inf- infiltrating uh, operative a uh, set of agents, let's just leave it general like that, uh, perhaps from China, you know, perhaps we don't want to put, yeah, a, flag, but, don't want to put a flag right. to it. But, but is, is their role to subdue that healthy grassroots shoots and, and maintain the, the, the global tyranny as it has been for generations? Well, 
they've done that, but they succeeded not because they're powerful, but because people allowed them to, because people were too immature to spot them and say, screw you. We know what you're up to. And, and that's why the veterans have to survive from each one of these attacks to say, look, here's what we've learned. Here's what they're going to do. Look, we've talked about it, the uh, whistleblower manual. We lay out exactly how they operate in there. And so it's not that the knowledge of that isn't there. It's that people run away after that and think, oh, dear, I'm going to get hurt if I try this again. It's their level of maturity that's the problem, not the foreign infiltrators. So um, that isn't the issue we worry about, the external threat. There is no external threat once you're organized well enough and you're conscious enough and, and linked well enough, right, and aren't willing to ever stop. You just keep at it till the day you stop breathing, and they can't fight that. So, again, that's why we said at the beginning of the show, January 15th, the anniversary of the Republic and this common law trial that put that gave us the, the legal means to stop these people, seize all of their wealth and their assets. Don't forget there's that, that uh, investigation of Charles Windsor going on, Mountbatten Windsor, because of his link to the disappearance of children, the pharmaceutical use of children out of Anglican schools and churches, all of that. And uh, there'll be more on that in the future. But we're going to celebrate January 15th and do the flag raisings and all the bit across the country. So we'll have more on that. Kev, can we just do a little extension? I, I've been out of the loop a bit, you know, uh, rural farming here in, in Ireland. I, I've, I've missed out on. Can, can you just expand a little bit on that? What you just said about King Charles and the Anglican Church? Well, on September 20th, again, there was a uh, public writ issued to him that was delivered. Uh, we got the evidence that it was. And it says that you, Charles Mountbatten-Windsor, are implicated in the disappearance and death of William Coombs and uh, other survivors of the children that his mother and father, Philip and Elizabeth, took from the Kamloops Indian death camp in 1964. He was involved in the ritual killing of two of those children at Carnarvon Castle in Wales at, at Sowing, October 30th, 1964. Um, which is interesting because it's the date my uh, ex-wife was born on, but <laughs> I don't want to get <laughs> I don't want to get too uh, weird about that. But it's interesting these synchronicities. But anyway, he yeah he's under indictment right now for that. There'll be more on that, and it, it's again it, not ultimately about him, but about his system that's collapsing. Okay, I, I, you're right. September. I, I, th- I thought there was uh, there was there was more on it more recently. Okay, Fab Kev, uh, that's that's probably past the hour. Uh, lovely to chat. Catch you again soon, Good one. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Okay. See you later.